Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. Today is Friday, November the 20th. Only one more Friday left in this month, and that will be Black Friday, which means holiday shopping. And today, we're kind of trying to get into that holiday theme while speaking about two major things here in the area. First, we'll start off with speaking about the Red Kettle Campaign with the Salvation Army. So we are here with John Whitehair with the Salvation Army, representing the southeastern Indiana, Ripley County region. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, Jody. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Now, this is generally a busy time of the year for the Salvation Army, correct? Usually gearing up for a big campaign. Yes. Typically, this would be the time of year that we would uh, start gearing up, uh, uh, signing up volunteers for bell ringing and all that. So it would it's a busy time. And you know, for those that aren't familiar with the Salvation Army, what all do you guys do to help the community? Generally speaking, uh, we can help individuals who are in need. Uh, we provide assistance for food, for clothing, for medicine, for gas, for utilities, about anything that a person you know would need or be in need of. We could probably provide some assistance. And this year is especially. Uh, difficult, you know, with the COVID virus. So we've um, we've actually increased the amount of giving already this year uh, to to compensate families for the additional expenses they have uh, during this time of uh, high unemployment and uh, and all other needs of that kind. Yeah, I imagine. Have you seen a rise since the beginning of the pandemic, or, or is it more recent now with the winter months coming up? Um, it, it, it happened probably a month or so ago where we saw a spike um, after a generous contribution by a, by a business up at Indianapolis. Uh, we were able to obtain more funds, and we went through those in, in very quick order. So we know that the need is there, and we've always tried to be somebody in, this, in the stopgap to help families in need. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, normally you have your Red Kettle campaign. And last year we talked, and um, a great campaign where you have community members involved, right? Right, right. Uh, we have a tremendous outpouring of volunteers over the years for our Red Kettle campaign. Uh, here in Batesville, of course, they've been uh, very supportive of our Red Kettle campaign. And uh, we've also gotten a new campaign off the ground in, in Versailles. So, yes, the community has really stepped up and supported us. Excellent. And with that, because of the pandemic, you had to make some changes this year. Is that correct? We did, Jody. It was very hard because um, our volunteers are very, very, you know, they've been involved for many years and they, they like the thought and the idea and the experience of bell ringing. But in, in just in considering the number of increases or in, in the coronavirus here in the tri-state area, it just didn't make sense for us to risk the health of our uh, volunteers for the uh, customers and the employees of those locations where we do our bell ringing. So this year we're going to go without bell ringers, but we will have kettles. Red kettles will still be at Kroger and still be at uh, the IGA in Versailles. Excellent. And I think, did you say there were three locations total that you take those kettles to? Well, there's two locations basically for the Red Kettle campaign. Uh, they're at Kroger here in Batesville and the Versailles, the IGA and Versailles. Okay. Now, in, in addition to the Red Kettle campaign, we also have a number of tabletop uh, units that people will see at various businesses 
here in Batesville, Ripley County. I think we have about a, a dozen or more kettles that are out, tabletop kettles, that people will see as they visit uh, various merchants. And so with that, I'm assuming you have probably a plea for the community to continue helping, even though their, their local friend or family member might not be there ringing that bell. That is correct. Uh, we anticipate that because we don't have bell ringers this year, that the level of support might not be as what we do expect in, 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 uh, as in the past years. Uh, we know also with the, with the increased need, uh, people will not be able to support like they would in the past. So it's, um, it's, been a, it's been a difficult situation for us, as it has been for all the, the folks living through this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, unfortunately one of the tragic things about the pandemic beyond just the sickness of, of your loved ones. So with that, is there, um, is there a way or somehow that if somebody wants to make a large donation, but they're maybe a little intimidated to put it in the kettle there, since there's no one there guarding it, how could they get that donation to your organization? Well, if they if they were interested, um, I would suggest that they call my number, and I would be happy to meet with them anywhere, uh, and we could take care of that uh, take care of that in person. Uh, but aside from the kettles, uh, you know, we really don't have a good way for the Red Kettle campaign to to accept significant donations, although. In the past, you know, people have made significant donations through the Red Kettles, too. But sure. like you pointed out, without people, bell ringers being there, they may be reluctant this year. Yeah, and that contact information, um, if someone chooses to do that. Right. They could contact me at, at uh, 812-933-8149, and I would be happy to meet with them anywhere, anytime, uh, and help them with their donation. Yeah, excellent. Where are there any other points you'd like to get out there to the community um, about the Salvation Army or the Red Kettle Campaign? I would just ask the, the patients for the community, as, as as the medical people have asked for patients, right, with this pandemic situation, it's going to be difficult for everyone, and we're just a small part of that. So I hope people will understand why, why we're doing what we're doing and that we're doing it for everybody's self-interest. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the training exhibit going on at the Batesville Historic Museum with Carolyn Diekman. And we're back, if you've just tuned in. We're now going to speak with Carolyn Diekman with the Batesville Historic Museum. How are you today, Carolyn? I am doing great today, Jody. Thank you for asking. No trouble. Today, the museum's open today, right? Yes, it is. I will be there from 10 to 2 today, and we are following all precautionary measures according to Governor, and we hope people do come in today. Excellent. Well, we have a cool exhibit to talk about today, and we'll definitely talk about all the ways to make that safe and pleasurable, something people can do socially distant. But we'll first start off with, if you haven't been to the museum in a while, it looks beautiful, looks different from even the outside. Yes, we were very blessed, Jody, to raise that kind of money during the covid that we could get that sighted and back to its beauty for Batesville, and it is just stunning. So the inside and outside is just, it's just great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Was that color the original color of the building previously? Uh, no, it was a, a lighter shade of green with red windows. So we did a complete turnabout, and it looks stunning, I think. I think it just really pops coming down the street. Oh, absolutely. I love seeing it each day on my way to work. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank and you. It, and it thank looks, the residents. Yes. It it looks very very um, historic as well. It, it, even though I'm assuming it's on it's newer, better materials. Yes. Right. Yeah. We we went with something that's going to last a lifetime. So we hope uh, that it stands its time. Yeah. And and that's what a museum should, right? Definitely. You are so right. <laughs> and is there anyone that needs to be thanked for the work that was done for that by any chance? Well, we hired Evergreen, and then we would like to thank all the residents of Batesville who came through, just made monetary donations and different foundations that came through. So we are blessed to live in Batesville. Absolutely. Batesville stepped up and really went above and beyond to help the museum out this year for sure. Yes, they did. And I really, really appreciate everyone. And it's not too late now because now more than ever, you need the community to come and visit the museum. Yes, we do. We have a wonderful layout. It's called All Aboard. It's a train exhibit that we just put together. Lloyd Flutterman, Joe Bauer, Janet Maple, myself spent many, many hours there. We did all complete new layouts. So we have a total of 12 trains with 10 layouts this year. It is just absolutely stunning. And just with the difference of uh, last year, people will notice that we we did a lot of the work ourselves, building different mountains and trees and tunnels. So people really, really need to come in and see it. It's just over the top this year. How, how was that, be, creating your own train layout this year? Well, we visited a couple different uh, people's train, train sets to get ideas, and then we also visited a train uh, hobby store in Indianapolis, and they really helped us out, too, with different ideas and, and how to build. So you just go on that, and uh, Ron Lehman was very uh, uh, helpful in h- helping us get over the top with different ideas, too. Very good. Because last year you had, um, it was one solid exhibit from one person, right? Uh, well, it was different, yeah, different trains. Ron Lehman came and gave us different trains, and a couple people uh, loaned their trains to us, where this year we tried to buy different trains from people. We were very blessed to get a Ripley Community Foundation grant, and so we used some of that money to buy trains, and when they found out that it was to the museum, they came down on price and just almost really gave their trains away to us, so we were very blessed that way. And it uh, made a great difference. And now we have, a lot of the trains are ours now. So that, that will help. That is awesome. What is something about trains maybe people don't expect? Well, I just think, you know, when they look at these different trains, we have different layouts this year. Uh, instead of just all snow scenes, we did a farm scene this year. We have a carnival scene. Um, we have... Uh, Let's see upstairs, uh, just different tunnels, and it's just amazing. Really, it's just hard to explain. You really have to come and see it. We do have two floors again this year. So, again, the spacing will be great, you know, to keep people uh, distancing, and that's what we try to do this year. Yeah, and that is important to discuss with that is that you guys are able to still hold the event. And and so how are you handling it for those that maybe are nervous to go to places out and about in the community? Right. We, again, are following all the protocol. And as I said earlier, we have two floors, so we can send so many people up and so many down. We do have our poster out in front listing that we can allow at least 16 people in, so eight up and eight down. And, again, we clean everything after everyone leaves. So we, uh, again, are doing our part. Yeah, definitely important. And so with this, this is an activity that there aren't very many activities with people from different households that they could attend. But this is one where if you're from a different household, you could still attend because it would allow six foot space in between you and, and maybe your friend or your 
or your or your children's friends, right? That is correct, because upstairs we have three different rooms. So, you know, they can space themselves out. And then downstairs, we also have three different rooms. So it's not like you're going to be, you know, real close together. You can just take off in different areas because we can leave the trains running and uh, just look around and just really take it all in. And a couple of the trains make different noises. So uh, the kids love that. So it's, it's all it's all good. That is awesome. And so that's something when I think of a museum, I don't know, I guess I think of like quietness and silence and and thinking. So I'm assuming this time of the year, maybe the museum's kind of a little loud. It will be loud. Yes. When you get the bells and whistles going, you know, and then the kids are excited and you hear all the giggles and, oh, look at that. Look at this. It's great. It's just uh, it warms the heart. Yes. It's one of those displays, I think, that just goes with Christmas. That is excellent for sure. And with this being a Christmas exhibit, how long is it running till? We are going to keep it up again till January. We're hoping when the kids are home from school that, you know, the parents will bring them up. And by then, hopefully the COVID will pass so that they can enjoy it more. So we have multiple visitors, you know, coming in uh, at a time, but we just hope they keep coming back and with family. We are going to be closed Thanksgiving. I did advertise that we were going to be open Thanksgiving, but we are going to be closed Thanksgiving Day. But we will be open Friday after Thanksgiving and Saturday uh, from 10 to 2 on Friday and then Saturday 9 to noon. And then starting every weekend for four consecutive weekends, we will be open from 5.30 to 7 in the evenings. So people can go out and see the park all decorated up. And we hope then they just travel over to us at the museum and see the train display. Oh, that's wonderful. So the museum will be open every day through the week starting after the in December, right? Well, not every day. It will okay. be Thursday and Friday are normal hours. Thursday and Friday, 10 to 2, Saturday, 9 to 12. And then every Friday and Saturday evening from 530 to 7, we will be open. But if you can't make those times, please give me a call at 812-212-9382, and I will open up any time because we really want this uh, to be shown. I think people just will absolutely love it. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful thing. A great thing probably maybe for even maybe church groups that have less than 16 people in them. That would be great because last year we just had 35 groups come in. But yes, and we, we hope that all families still come in, you know, and just enjoy the layout. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly exciting. Let everybody know if they're not from Batesville, if they're not familiar with the area, where you're located so they can stop by and see you. We are located on 15 West George Street, right next to the post office. And we do have a handicap uh, ramp available for those who need it. And we just hope they stop and see us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Mask up and do your part to try to get over this and uh, just take care of each other.